We are fucking back. Punters, welcome back to Cubor's Bearded Rambles, the season four debut thing. Shit, whatever. We're back anyway. So I have a special guest for the first episode of season four. So I can give him a quick introduction. I'm nice like that, apparently. Uh, he's the absolute genius behind the social media page, Wrestle Watch, which at this time has a following of 149,000 people. Fantastic, by the way. Uh, the page is followed by wrestling legends that we all know and love. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, and God knows who else, but we all know and we absolutely love them. Plus many more. So, punters, I give you the one, the only, Mr. Ryan O'Connor. Wow, that was a <laughs> hell of an introduction. I like the part where you called me a genius. You are. You are a genius. <laughs> I don't know about that, but but thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Happy to chat with you today. Uh, man, honestly, it's great. It's great that I got you on. You know, it's great to just sort of talk to you about your know, behind WrestleBotch and if that made any behind sense. Oh, yeah, behind the insanity of WrestleBotch and all that. <laughs> I will warn you, like I said before we record, uh, press record, I will go on a little bit. And I will probably mess my words up, but that's because um, I'm just a thick of shit, basically. But people that's love it. That's me too. That's me too. Oh, like, so we, got, we got something in common there. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a clumsy guy too. Like I trip and fall, you know, embarrass myself all the time. So I feel that that almost makes me better for running the WrestleBotch page is that I, I kind of get it, you know? So my first question to you, Ryan, for the dozens and dozens and dozens watching and listening at home or work or in a car or during intercourse or on the toilet, whatever you're doing, how and why did you start watching wrestling? I know you said you haven't wrestled, but What's your first memories of wrestling? Yeah, I'm clearly uh, most definitely not a wrestler. Um, I first started watching it in the very early 90s. Uh, I want to say like 90, 91. Uh, I remember I was channel surfing. I've told this story before, so sorry if uh, anyone's listening and sorry you heard it. But I remember channel surfing, seeing The Undertaker put a uh, job guy or enhancement talent uh, in a body bag. And I was, you know, I'm 35 now. So we're talking like 90, 91, you know, I'm like six years old at the time. And I remember thinking, I can't believe they let this monster kill someone on TV and no one's doing anything about it. Like how, how, yeah. how can they let this go on? Uh, so I was kind of hooked from there, you know, on the wacky world of uh, the WWF at the time and uh, just kind of continued watching. And I would say, from there, uh, you know, I watched through the terrible times in the mid 90s of all the bad gimmicks. But again, I was too young to really like realize why some of that stuff was pretty cringeworthy, you know, in hindsight. Um, and then watched, uh, you know, probably my peak fandom was the late 90s, like the Austin and Rock, yeah. Mr. McMahon, Attitude Era. Um, it just that that was a really fun time for wrestling in my opinion so yeah the early 90s was uh probably my start there's also for some reason there was a wrestlemania 5 uh vhs tape that was kicking around our house uh, i don't remember where it came from but 
I watched that pay-per-view so many times, you know, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. So uh, that was a special time in wrestling too, obviously, you know, the late eighties there. So yeah, uh, there's definitely been a lot of times where I've fallen off, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not the, the same 10 year old that uh, watches Monday Night Raw, you know, every Monday, like just in complete anticipation of what's going to happen. But I do try and pay attention to what's going on. Uh, there's a ton of, uh, you know, amazing talent out there. I've been checking out AEW here and there. So, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, that's, that's where I go back as far as my wrestling fandom starting out. Nice. That's cool. No, I mean, if anybody has watched you or listened to you, sorry about your story, then tough. <laughs> He's saying it again. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true. That that's what it is. You know, yeah. same with uh, like favorite botch. I feel bad uh, answering the, the same thing over and over. Um, but there's a few that really stick out that are my favorites, but you know, what can you yeah. do? We'll save them till the end. Cause that's a, yes. that's a fine question. That is. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> It was interesting because you said uh, you remember the Undertaker for uh, wrestlers were his enhancing talent in the body bag. I actually interviewed somebody who was a victim, was one of the Undertaker's victims, and he said he didn't know it was happening. He was just told he was going to go out there, get choke slammed by Undertaker, and that's that. He took this choke slam, didn't realize how high he was going to go, and he smacked his head on the floor because he wasn't expecting it. And the body bag, he didn't, wasn't expecting that either. So he would. Did get a bit scared because he didn't realize he's gonna get you know unzipped eventually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What you said about uh, wrestling back in the early nineties and all that, that, like you said, that was the best rest best wrestling era of its time, in my opinion as well. And that's what drew me into wrestling, the Undertaker and Kane feud especially. Or I think around then, around that time, that's the best storytelling, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the um, it's been said before, but the the storylines were just so compelling. And again, maybe we're saying this with uh, the benefit of hindsight, um, but that that's what kept me coming back every week was you, you want to see what's going to happen next. Like, uh, you know, like they were saying about Howard Stern, uh, his listeners, they, or his haters too, they kept listening because they wanted to know what was going to happen next. And I think that's something that, I mean, it doesn't need to be as insane as it was during the Attitude Era, but there needs to be some compelling storylines that make people want to keep watching. Uh, and, you know, they don't, maybe it's arguable whether they do that now, but I find that uh, it, it seems like nowadays it's more of just, you know, throw two guys together and they'll wrestle and there's no real, there's no real reason to get behind any, any of the guys uh, in some of those matches, at least in my opinion um, with exceptions, but yeah, it's uh the 90s was a special time for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, in terms of storytelling, recently I think the best story they have so far, well, they had, was uh, Randy Orton, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Alexa Bliss. To me, yeah, that brought me back to Monday Night Raw. I can't mm -hmm. stand Monday Night Raw because it's boring, it's three hours long, it's, God, that's why I prefer SmackDown, but that was the one storyline that always made me go back to Raw. Mm -hmm. and, and now there's a whole Randy Orton and Matt Riddle thing going on. That's pretty cool, I suppose, the RK bros. Uh, that's that's mm -hmm. going to get me right now. But anyway, let's move on. So as a child, you're watching wrestling. You had all these colorful icons, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, and all that. Who was your favorite wrestlers growing up? And who are your favorite wrestlers now, if you have any? 
Uh, Brett, Brett Hart growing up was definitely high on the list. Uh, Shawn Michaels too. Um, and then during that, that was like maybe uh, more towards the mid nineties, you know, when Brett was kind of running with the belt and then it kind of went over to Shawn and they were having their feud um, in the nineties. Uh, can't leave Steve Austin out of, out of oh, that yeah. conversation. Um, and looking back, you know, Vince McMahon was such an amazing heel. Like yeah. I would argue maybe the best heel that the WWE has ever had. Like yeah. he was fucking amazing in the late nineties, early two thousands, just off the charts. Um, current favorite wrestlers. Um, I don't know. There's some indie guys that are fun to watch. Um, there's this guy from Panama that I've talked to a bunch of times, Carcamo. Um, more, uh, he's. I think he's wrestled in the states a couple of times, but uh, just this kind of outlandish character that like will do like the fire breathing type shit, and just like a super nice dude too. So I'm probably a little biased there, but he's fun to watch. But um, just in general, the talent level, like what you see now, it's pretty incredible. Like Ricochet, amazing to watch, just an unbelievably talented guy. Uh, th there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But yeah, Bret Hart was definitely uh, at the top of that list uh, when I first started getting into it. And then Steve Austin as it shifted over to the 90s. Um, so yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Yeah. I'd say they're good picks. That's my opinion. Your opinion. Anybody else has an issue with it? And it is. Uh, so you mentioned Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So would you say the, the Montreal screw job, screw job, is a work? Would you say it's like the biggest work in wrestling history, or do you think it was legitimate? I think I, it was legitimate. I would say it was a I don't know, because part of me is thinking, wow, what if it's the work? I mean, how cool would that be if they come out that it was a massive work? That would be pretty rad. I think it's been too long now that wrestlers, uh, you know, everyone's got a podcast now. Oh, so I, 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 there, I there's no, there's no, uh, there's no kayfabe. So I feel like if it was a crazy work that it would have come out years ago, like someone would have spilled the beans in some way. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going with, uh, I, I'm going with uh, not a work on that. Fair enough. That's cool. So fast forward in time to, I want to say 2018, you decide to set up a, a, uh, your page, WrestleBotch. Am I correct? Yes. So what gave you the idea of creating this page? One day you thought, I'm going to create a page to do a wrestling, to do a botches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are so many amazing, bad slash funny wrestling moments and, um, the, you know, obviously the idea of a blooper reel is not exactly an original thing. Um, Botchamania has been around for a long time. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, other like wrestling botch pages. But what I noticed at the time was no one was really doing it on Instagram, which seemed like the perfect platform, especially if you're kind of posting these micro clips. So, you know, we're talking sometimes like an eight second, 12 second clip, like that's perfect for people that have short attention spans, probably like myself. So I was like, damn, like someone should really be compiling these bad 
slash funny moments and putting them out on Instagram. So I just kind of ran with that idea, not really having any expectations or not really knowing if, uh, you know, there would be 12 people that end up following the page and no one really gives a shit. Uh, and it just started to catch fire. Like it, it started to take off for some reason. Um, and then, you know, at that point it was like, oh shit, well, I guess I got to keep running with this thing. You know, people are actually paying attention and seem to think it's funny. Uh, so yeah, that was it started in the middle of uh, 2018. And then actually, I want to say it was almost three years to the day. I think it was like right around late April, early May. Um, so yeah, three years later, here I am still, still posting uh, bad wrestling clips. So that's the case. Happy birthday, WrestleBotch. <laughs> so did you ever think that you would be reaching out to so many people across this planet you know like i said in the introduction age on instagram is has over 149,000 followers i mean how crazy is that to you you know just think to think you know three years ago just set a page up and now it was like it's you know yeah it's it's pretty crazy i think part of it is uh it's mostly, um, you know, it, it's not so much like the, like I've interviewed a few guys, I've interviewed Raven, I've interviewed yeah. Sid, um, and I've put together a few like, you know, compilations or whatever. But um, for the most part, it's, I'm reposting these wrestling moments, uh, these micro clips again. So I, I, can't really get big headed about having a shitload of followers because these people aren't interested in me. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah, interested yeah. in these clips. Um, that being said, did I think that, you know, kind of putting this thing together, you know, I guess it could call myself like a curator. Um, Cause you know, for people that aren't familiar with the page, we, we, I don't know. I always say we, as if it's like me and a team of people, it's literally only me running the page uh, with a lot of people that send me great clips. Um, but, uh, you know, I I'm curating them based on these hashtags sometimes. So for example, uh, today's we're recording this on a Wednesday. So I have a hashtag wasted fan Wednesday, yeah. where it's not so much botches, but it's usually fans that get uh, overzealous and usually probably had a little bit too much to drink. They jump the barricade. They usually proceed to get their asses handed to them by the wrestlers in the ring. And it's just like a ridiculous moment that is fun to put out there. Um, so I guess my point here is um, there is some level of like, okay, let's there, there's some level of curation where I'm like, okay, I think these ones are, or this clip is one that people will think is funny and here's why. Um, and it fits this hashtag that we created really well. Um, so I'll put this one up, but at the end of the day, uh, even though there is a big following, like no one's really there for me personally, they're there for like the funny wrestling clips. So it's all really cool. Um, especially the, you know, the big names, like the celebrities and the wrestlers that follow the page. But, um, again, they're, they're there for the wrestling. They're not there for me. Yeah. How cool is it though? You know, you have these not notifications from Instagram. You know, one day The Rock has liked your page, has uh, followed your Instagram page, Stone Austin. How yeah, cool that, is that? Because if I had that, I'd be pissing my pants. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely, you know, mark out whenever that happens. Uh, Austin and Rock being uh, two big ones there, where it was just like, I, I'm just 
now I'll, uh, you know, kind of sell myself out here and what a fucking nerd I am. But I remember when Austin followed, I checked his page for like two weeks straight where I was like, did he unfollow me yet? Like, did, you know, he he must've made a mistake, you know? Uh, Or maybe he had some like software that like follows people and then, you know, auto unfollows them. Some, some celebrity accounts do that to kind of build up their followings. Uh, But then when he started commenting on the videos and shit, I was like, holy shit, like Steve Austin's in here, like, you know, nerding out about these videos, like the rest of us fans, like it's pretty cool. So yeah, that, that's really, that's really cool to see for sure. It also like makes me, uh, it, it makes it interesting because for example, Kevin Nash follows the page and like, so someone will send me a really great Kevin Nash botch and I'm like, eh, like, is he going to be yeah. like upset? Like, you know, what do I, what do I do here? I, I don't want to be an asshole, but you know, I think as long as you're not too mean spirited with it, most of the guys are following the page because they they're they're into it. They don't they don't really care. Yeah. So all right. So what is your reaction when somebody posts a negative comment towards a video that you put up? Uh, it depends on the nature of the comment. Uh, I mean, since I'm not really in most of the videos, unless I'm interviewing a guy, usually the negativity is about like the wrestling spot that's being highlighted in the video and not so much on me. I guess once in a while there will be the, you know, (laughs) when it's directly at me, like why, why is the admin of this page promoting this garbage, blah, 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 blah. Like if it's a, for example, uh, just the other day, there's this video from a CZW, which is an independent promotion. They had a, I don't know if they still do it, but in the 2000s, they had a tournament of death. You know, this is deathmatch style wrestling. I don't know how familiar with that your listeners are, but, um, you know, the, the typical barbed wire, like trash cans, steel chairs, glass, like uh, fire, all, all these are like really crazy things. So anyway, in this clip, uh, Nick Gage catches on fire after this horrible table spot. He was fine, Um, which is one thing that, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but that's one thing I do try and do with some of these clips is uh, if it looks real bad, I'll do at least a little bit of research and be like, okay, is this guy still alive? Is he he okay? Like, how long was he in the hospital? Like, when was his next wrestling match? Was it four years later or four days later? So you can kind of gauge like, okay, he was cool. Um, But anyway, uh, Nick Gage, literally, like he's on fire. And this is a pretty big show. I would estimate there's probably like, you know, between 500 and 1,000 people there. So it's not like an indie show with 15 people. And uh, one of the, uh, I don't know if you would call him an EMT. I don't think he was an EMT, but the guy uh, that should have been getting the fire extinguisher a lot faster than he was getting it. uh, Yeah, it just took him way too long to uh, put out the flames on Nick Gage. And uh, so there was some comments, you know, why are you promoting this? Like, how could you do this? Uh, occasionally the, I, I'm unfollowing the page. This, this is too much, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And once in a while, I'll, if I'm in a bad mood and I see one of those, I'll feel compelled to, you know, make some smart ass comment back. But um, most of the time, it's just like, you, you have to say to yourself for one, like, dude, this is the internet. There's between the Facebook page and the Instagram page, there's over a quarter of a million people here. Like, 
And if 99% of that is like positive and, yeah. you know, people kind of getting the joke, like, haha, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, then cool. You know, why are you wasting any energy whatsoever, even responding like, or letting that type of comment get to you? Like at the end of the day, it, it is kind of like, it is kind of silly. And yeah. like I say, the page is named Wrestle Botch. Like, I don't want it to be just all like, haha, that was a silly, like, you know, Mandy Rose trips on the ramp at WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. That's a funny clip. And I'm going to post it every single fucking time. Yeah. But um, give me some of those backyard clips too. give me the guy that's had like 30 beers and is trying to do like a macho man fucking elbow drop off his roof and completely misses the table. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like, that, yeah. like, like I say, it's like a, a car accident. It's not good, but I'll be damned if like, you're not like staring at it as you're going down the highway, you know, you just, we can't help it. It's like, we're, um, we're, we're kind of, it's like clickbait, you know, we're attracted to these, uh, negative things. So yeah. it's like, it, it's weird. It's a weird thing. But that being said, I do try and, uh, I do try and keep it fun and lighthearted, uh, not, not super mean, you know, like I was saying, uh, I think before we hit record, I don't want to be the guy that as soon as someone fucks up a move in the slightest way that I'm just like, ha, 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 yeah, I can't wait to talk about what a terrible human being this person is that that is 100% what it uh, is not supposed to be about. So uh, sorry, that's a long, long winded answer to your uh, simple question. But no, yeah, I, I try, yeah, I try not to let the the ne the occasional negative comments get to me. And I'm fucking 35 years old, too. Like what I'm like, what am I going to be arguing with dudes like on the internet, like anonymously, like commenting shit? It's just I'm, I'm a busy guy. I think there's better uses of my time than that. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, you could be living in your mother's basement. That's yeah, like an American maybe I am. Thing. No, <laughs> yeah. so, no, that's cool. You know, but where I, I, every person who comes on here do, does tend to go off on one as you, if you will, with their question, with their answer. Sorry, but this is why I call it cue balls, be the rambles, because we end up rambling. And it's perfect. Yeah, I like to ramble. And it's not every day that I get to uh, talk about this shit, you know, like not all my friends are into wrestling. In fact, I would say the majority of them are not. Um, so when I, you know, talk about, you know, oh, my God, look how great this clip is, you know, there's plenty of people surrounding me that are like, I, I don't get it. Like, what? Why is that funny? <laughs> or like, yeah. what, are, what are you doing? There's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to the lapsed fan podcast, uh, great fucking show, but uh, they always talk about how there's this little bit of shame that you carry as a wrestling fan, uh, especially as you maybe, you know, get into your thirties where, um, you know, in general wrestling is not like the big here in the U S the big four sports, you know, it's, it's not, socially acceptable to like wrestling maybe it's getting a little bit different over the last couple of years with the right. you know a and e is doing these documentaries uh on steve austin roddy piper dark yeah. side of the ring is fucking crushing it for vice but yeah. in general like pro wrestling it's uh, you know wrestling's kind of a dirty word you know amongst the mainstream so you kind of get that 
um, you know, when you're in an Uber headed to a wrestling event and they're making short conversation with you, oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to wrestling. You know, you'll get like, oh, like Hulk Hogan, like type thing. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Or, or like that, that's still a thing. Like they're still doing that fake yeah. fighting. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So wrestling's a, a funny thing. I'll always have a special place in my heart. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the same over here as well. You'll get, you get your older people like, really wrestling that's that's still a real thing yeah it's like you know about five minutes down the road you can go and watch it most you know most months well before yeah. the pandemic happened but it's just crazy how something that was once so big has just become something really small if you will you know no matter how much it's on me social media on the tv it seems, still seems quite a small community in such a big world it's, it's really yeah. weird so obviously Absolutely. you've you mentioned that you've done interviews with Raven and uh, Psycho Sid. So how did they come about and which one did you prefer interviewing or was they both just as good as one another? They were both really, really cool. Um, Raven was a really, he's a funny dude. So he was really easy to talk to. Sid was, Sid was great as well. Um, more intimidating, I think, <laughs> because yeah. uh obviously he's a, a monster of a man it's what like six seven six eight or something just a, a giant dude um and he's had some pretty notorious uh wrestling moments some really yes. funny botches some uh some really funny moments uh on the mic where he's slipped up uh mm. so you know going into it as a little bit like uh, i hope he doesn't like i don't know like give me two word answers and kind of put me on the spot but he was a fucking gentleman he was he was great um, I talked to a lot of indie guys as well, who are always, uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad conversation with any of the indie wrestlers that I talked to, which is cool because, you know, the, the basis of most of those conversations with indie guys is usually around a either embarrassing or horrific spot that they've endured in the wrestling ring. So it's not, especially if it's embarrassing or, or, you know, I guess if they got hurt too, it's not exactly like a fun topic to cover, like as the basis of our conversation. Um, and they were all really cool, like happy to talk to me about it. Uh, once they, you know, saw that I wasn't coming from a super negative place, but yeah. I think when we look at some of these micro clips, uh, at least myself, like, again, going back to me just being maybe like a curious nerd, like, I want to know more when I see an indie guy like Marcus Everett doing that elbow drop off, like, what he climbed like almost three stories before landing on concrete completely whiffs, you know, misses the table. Yeah, I want to know what was going through his head. Like, did he think he was going to die? Why did he do it in the first place? Did he realize like how viral it was going to go? Like yeah. it, it's, those always make for really interesting conversations. And I think a lot of those guys are at the end of the day, probably misunderstood, you know, just uh, get caught up in the moment, yeah. trying to make a name for themselves, get way too carried away. And most of them are really good dudes. Um, but yeah, I, I've always, um, I wish I had more time. Like um, I run a record label and I have a uh, design agency. So I, I wish I had more time to do the interviews because there's so many fucking guys that I would love to talk to about like notorious spots, but it just hasn't really been in the cards uh, over the last six months to a year. But in the future, I'll, I'm hoping to, uh, you know, maybe have a few more conversations like that. 
Well, hopefully you can do it, you know, because like you said, it's, it's good to know what goes through their head. I mean, like you said, I don't even know how that guy didn't die. Oh, did he yeah. not break his elbow or anything? It's, it's crazy. I watch it. And I, oh, God. I mean, I, I had, a, you know, when I, because uh, I wrestled as well, when I first started wrestling, you know, it's your first match. You're going out there trying to impress like your, your nan and all that, whatever. And then you, 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 your mind goes blank. The spot was to climb to the turnbuckle and crossbody out into, out into the crowd onto the wrestlers I was against. And got up to the top, realized how high these posts were to the ground, and I just jumped. <laughs> I just jumped and just landed on my feet. <laughs> you know, it just it's, it's silly things like that. You think, oh, I'm really going to do this, going to impress people. And like, oh, yeah, I forgot what I'm doing. It's, it's things like that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happens. It happens. And yeah. I mean, all the. I, I think one of the reasons that a lot of the um, big names in wrestling have followed the page is because they've all had bad botches too. So at the end of the day, maybe it's better to laugh at some of this shit than to uh, dwell on it. Yeah, of course. Definitely. I mean, you know, when everybody would have gone through these botches, everybody would have gone through all the accidents when they're, as they're coming up through wrestling, through anything really, accidents happen yeah. and this just makes us who we are, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it's, it's a dangerous fucking sport too. Like, uh, and I know some people, oh, it's not a sport, whatever, whatever you want to fucking use. But um, that that's one reason why I, I wouldn't say I like to post the like crazy clips where someone gets hurt. Um, but I think it's good to showcase that because as you know, as a former wrestler, like one thing goes wrong in that ring, you can get seriously fucked up. So it, it's, uh, Maybe not a bad thing to remind people that uh, wrestling isn't all fun and games. Like some people yeah. get really, really hurt. Yeah, I, I do still wrestle. It was, you know, it was just a minor knee injury at the time, but you know, thankfully it's all gone now. This is, well, God, uh, 2009. This was, mm-hmm. like I said, wasn't anything too bad. But yeah, it brings the realism into wrestling, and um, I like how on your page you don't shit on these people for botching. You know, yeah, like most, a positive. most of the time, not. Yeah, yeah. Well, you try not to, anyway. I suppose. There is like a positive to it, which is nice. You know, it's like not a case of that fucked up, whatever. It's you know, you put like a funny caption and then you know, try and make light of the situation. So, I think it's good. You know, I think and many others think it's good what you do. So yeah, you know. So thank you for that. <laughs> you know, make yeah, that laugh. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice, nice to see, nice to see that. You know, again, I don't want people to think I'm just the basement dwelling troll. Uh, yeah. But- <laughs> so, um, so what are your thoughts on uh, on modern day wrestling as a whole? Uh, the talent level is off the charts. Like we talked about Ricochet earlier, you know, you watch a guy like that and it's like, holy shit, what a technician, you know, guys just insanely talented. Um, so I would say the talent level is really, really high. Um, Again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I wish there was more storylines, you know, sucking us in, you know, getting us to care more. And uh, one thing I uh, think may hurt modern day wrestling is the oversaturation. Like how many pay-per-views does WWE have? Like fucking at least one a month, right? Like there's over 12. Um, and, and I feel like a grandpa, you know, when I talk about some of this shit, like, uh, you know, back in my day, we only had four pay-per-views. However, I feel like 
when they had the big four, you know, you've got yeah. the Royal Rumble, you've got Mania, of course, you've got SummerSlam in the summer, you've got the Survivor Series. Um, you know, obviously, I grew up a big WWF guy. Yeah. Uh, you could build to those four cornerstone pay-per-views like you had months and months to build up storylines to get people to give a shit and like people have known that it's quote unquote fake for a really long time so i know the cat's out of the bag and kayfabe is dead but that was the case in the late 90s as well and they still managed to get people to give a shit they still managed to get those huge ratings and uh it was because people wanted to see what was going to happen next they wanted to see like what is Austin going to do to Mr. McMahon? What is Mr. McMahon going to do? Like, and there was, granted, we were younger at the time, but there was also, even though you know it's a work, you know it's fake, there was this little piece of you that's like, okay, I know this, again, quote unquote, is fake, but that guy, like Steve Austin, he really doesn't like working there and he's really like got it out for Vince. Like, so there's some... Like, you know, you almost would maybe convince yourself of some of these things, even if they weren't true, yeah. but um, maybe they would base it on a little bit of realism too, you know, letting people's characters kind of shine through, be like an exaggerated version. I think I've heard Jim Ross say that before, yeah. uh, you know, some of the best characters are exaggerated versions of their own personality. So that being said, I think uh, maybe not so much in AEW. I think it seems like they have more freedom to kind of, run wild with their ideas for better or worse um but I, i've enjoyed watching aew like seeing what they're doing they're clearly still finding their footing and it's still new i think it will get better as time goes on um so i guess that would be like my main critique of modern wrestling and i don't think it's uh, so much on the talent as it is you know wwe is a publicly traded company um vince seems like a pretty crazy guy you know he's got shareholders to answer to they're uh, Vince won't even say wrestling, you know, he looks at it as a, you know, entertainment, you know, yeah. they're, a, they're an entertainment company. Um, but at the end of the day, they're the ones selling their network to Peacock for however, what was it like a fucking billion dollars? Like, oh, so like not that, yeah. it's, uh, and maybe not that it's like some absurd amount of money. Um, so, you know, he probably knows more about uh, the business than all of us do. So who are we yeah. to say? But I mean, from a fan perspective, you know, I don't have that excitement that I had that maybe need to tune in, you know, because it's kind of like, oh, this, they're still doing this storyline that like no one gives a shit about, or they're throwing these two guys together with no storyline. Um, so yeah, like, I guess that's kind of my uh, jaded uh, old guy answer to modern wrestling. And I want to love it too, you know, you, you yeah, want to yeah. love it. Um, and I respect it, you know, I respect the talent. Uh, I just, I wish they would, uh, I wish they would do more for the fans, you know, to get us invested in it. Totally agree. That's no, a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> so my last question to you, Ryan, is a bit of an out-of-the-box one. So um, if you had creative control over a WrestleMania main event match, who would participate and under what match or under what rules would you put them in? Oh, that's that's a good question. Uh, Just so you know, you know, you know. yeah, the, the old jaded guy in me, you know, it's funny. I just sit here and talk about like, uh, you know, they need to build these storylines and uh, it, it's probably difficult to build storylines around 
part-time talent, you know, or guys that they only bring back for one-off appearances. Um, but I mean, I would be lying if I said like, if they managed to book like a rock Austin, like rematch, you know, I I'm watching that pay-per-view, you know, yeah. and I think, well, I think a lot of other people would too. So maybe give us some crazy main event like that and then put two younger guys like on the, for the co-main event or like uh, under it. So I don't know. I think finding uh, it's not like a specific answer, but I would look to maybe bridge that gap between uh, getting some of the quote unquote old timers, you know, that are, that are still capable, you know, yeah. that are not all fucking broken down. Um, <laughs> bring in those guys for, you know, one-offs or special occasions to get them to care about uh, some of the younger guys instead of uh, just going out and like kind of burying some of the younger guys or, yeah. um, you know, and now to put uh to put my foot in my mouth or to talk out of both sides of my mouth um, I was at Mania a couple of years ago at MetLife, whatever one that was, two or three years ago. And I went to the Raw the following Monday as well. Um, shout out to Scott Ratner from OBB Productions, who uh, I actually met through my uh, Instagram page, who he has this Hollywood director that's like our age, a wrestling fan. Nice. So Scott hooked up tickets for the weekend. So, you know, we're sitting in these fucking amazing seats for all these shows. My point here is uh, not to humble brag about the cool tickets that we got. Was uh, <laughs> when the Undertaker came out at Raw, I felt the hair on my arms stand up. Like I uh -huh. literally got goosebumps when he came out, and he literally came out, like destroyed Elias, like who yeah. just gave a promo, and then left. So that's like almost the type of thing on Twitter that you would see people like losing their minds about, like, how could they, how could they bury Elias like that? Blah, blah, blah. As a fan who was in there, I was all yeah. about it. It's just like, let the undertaker do whatever he wants. Like, I don't care. Like fucking wheel him to the ring in a wheelchair. If you have to yeah. like, just, just get, get that, uh, that music to hit with the lights going out. Um, I sound like a fucking nostalgia freak. No, no, um, it's all good, man, honestly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, maybe just like a, a better mix of like bringing back the old guys and not just fucking Goldberg. I feel like Goldberg has headlined like every, I don't know every pay-per-view for the last like few years was like oh my gosh like Goldberg is coming back yeah. uh and uh, that that's cool maybe once or twice but uh I feel like it's uh, I don't know just they, they they need to be more creative uh and I know that's easier said than done there's there's a lot more that goes into it than what you know the quote-unquote internet fans know um yeah. but uh yeah I I, I don't know it, it's it, it's tough to watch sometimes I mean, looking back at Goldberg, um, you know, when they brought him back to go and beat Lesnar, um, beat Lesnar. Yeah. It was neat. That was when it was needed. That was like, oh, Goldberg, you know, that added some excitement. But when they put him against Drew McIntyre, you could see Goldberg just, he just isn't Goldberg anymore kind of thing. It, to me, it kind of ruined Goldberg. Everybody knows Goldberg is this like big badass, got a jackknife, well, try and jackknife you. And now it's just like, nah, after that WrestleMania match or Rumble match, whatever it was, sorry, that was it for me. Yeah, there was um, the one he had with, uh, was it The Undertaker? Uh, I yeah, <laughs> I think I know where you're going to go with that. 
Yeah, w- was that the match? I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, there, there. He had a brutal fucking up, or was it? I can't remember who it was. It was like two or three years ago, maybe like the greatest Royal Rumble or yeah. something like that. I think it was the Saudi show, you know, a Saudi Arabia event, the WWE yeah. book, Goldberg. Yeah, it, I believe it was Goldberg and Undertaker. Yeah. It, so, so memorable. I can't even remember who was in the match. But uh, G- Goldberg just looked like a, a shell of himself. And I mean, the poor guy is what, like fucking 50 years old or 55, whatever he is. Uh, but yeah, just brutal, uh, you know, getting beat around uh you know knocking his head into the uh post just yeah yeah just brutal brutal to watch so yeah it it, it can be difficult to watch at times for sure yeah yeah there's just there's always a time and place to bring back the old guys and yeah so that is my questions out of the way ryan uh i have two fine questions for you i asked fans uh to ask my guests questions and you got a few of them, like I said. So uh, somebody called Kieran Green, a friend of mine, he asked, he is asking you, uh, what is the funniest botch you, was, you have ever seen? It's a tough question. There's literally thousands of like <laughs> yeah. amazing, uh, amazingly bad <laughs> botches. Um, there's this one I don't answer with all the time, but I think it's uh, one of the best. It's from Saturday night's main event, uh, 1989. I believe uh, Akeem and Boss Man, I think they're tagging against uh, the Mega Powers. So we've got, you know, it's you're shaking. <laughs> oh, I know what, yeah, I know what you're going, what I'm going for. I mean, it's been, you know, gone viral on Twitter probably 20 times. It always uh, gets a great reaction when I post it. But uh, Akeem going against the ropes, trying to time it, I believe at the same time as Boss Man, completely missed times, Akeem, yeah, like, what do they say, ass over tea kettle, just like completely <laughs> fucking goes over the, or through the ropes, like onto his ass. It looks like a cartoon, you know, his feet up in the air as he goes out of the ring. Uh, yeah, that was from February, 1989. So that's got to be up there with one of my favorites for sure. Uh, you've got to mention uh, the Shockmaster in this conversation as well. The yeah. debut of the Shockmaster is one of the most notorious wrestling botches of all time. So that that's up there as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that just goes to show uh, how you should rope run if you don't know how to run the ropes. That's going to happen. Obviously, it was a botch. It was an accident completely by mistake. But that's a good example where you should know how to run the ropes. Well, if you're going to go through them, um, on the fucking what's it called? Yeah, on the floor. Uh, next question uh, is by somebody called Blanchard on Skull BXB. Uh, your favorite botch ever? I have to say uh, Tom Zink versus Brian Lee, uh, Clash of the Champions 13. I think it was 1990, 1991, somewhere in there, early 90s. Uh, Zink goes for a crossbody off the top ropes or second rope, maybe um, completely whiffs. Brian Lee's like nowhere to be found. I think Brian Lee yeah. maybe missed yeah. the spot more so, but uh, there's just something about him going for that cross body, like completely spread out and just absolutely nobody home. Yeah. And then uh, the cherry on top of that clip is uh, Jim Ross on commentary who Jim Ross is like a 
one of the best of all time, like if not the best of all time. So I love when he tries to cover it on commentary and he's usually pretty quick. You know, he'll have some excuse like fucking ready to go to kind of make sense of it, which is funny in hindsight, you know, in our thirties, when we look back at some of this, when we were kids, it's like, damn, like Ross is like, great job at pulling the wool over our eyes. Um, So yeah, Jim Ross uh, for that spot was just like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but uh, something like, uh, you know, he, he, he missed, he, he comes close, but they're there. He didn't quite get him or something or, or Brian Lee moves out of the way. Uh, when he, like wasn't even fucking close. Uh, so every time I revisit that clip, like I can't help but smile or laugh. So that one's gotta, that one's gotta be my favorite. It's like perfect form, you know, yes. perfect form for the crossbody. Everything was there, but he wasn't yeah. there. So, yeah. So that's Great. it. That's the questions. That's my questions out of the way. That's the fan questions out of the way. Uh, Ryan, is there anything you'd like to shout out, promote anything before we go? No, not really, man. Uh, if anyone is not familiar with the page, uh, they can follow on Instagram or Facebook. It's uh, at WrestleBotch, one word. Um, there's a Twitter or there was a Twitter account <laughs> as well currently suspended the the copyright gods have uh, struck my twitter account uh, that's been down that's been down for months now maybe even six months i don't know if that will yeah. ever ever be resurrected i've tried to you know tried a couple of avenues to get that back up but no dice so far um so yeah just uh having fun with it while it lasts you know it could go down due to copyright issues at at really any moment but yeah you can check it out on uh facebook or twitter uh, or not twitter uh because it's suspended but uh facebook or instagram and hopefully it will be going for at least a little a little bit longer to come but uh we're again we've hit i want to say we've hit three years now so uh yeah we'll hopefully another another three years on instagram and facebook Boom. Let's uh, keep everybody laughing. You, I, I, I'd imagine you would have helped loads of people throughout the lockdown, throughout the coronavirus when we all couldn't go out. You've helped me have a laugh, and I know you've helped a lot of people as well. Dude, so, that um, means a lot. Thank, thank you for that, seriously, because uh, I know we no, talked thank about you. Thank you yeah. for making us laugh, honestly, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'll, I'll hopefully keep doing it for, for years to come, but I enjoyed the chat, so thanks for having me. Uh, coming on, man. So, with that being said, this has been the man behind WrestleBotch, Mr. Ryan O'Connor. I have been a returning beer drinking, heavy metal listening, bald-headed brawler, Cuba. I botched, whoops. And uh, stay safe, stay positive, catch you in the next one. Hashtag, yeah. <laughs>